0: Welcome to the Wedding Obsessed Podcast, designed to help you plan your dream day. I'm your host, Adriana, and each week, I'm joined by the wedding industry's top professionals, celebs, influencers, and friends who share tips, trends, advice, and mistakes they've made so you don't have to. This is the Prenup Podcast. Did you know that 70% of couples live together before getting married? Not to mention the average age of marriage is 30, so odds are by the time you're getting married, you probably have all of your essentials. And registry really lends to getting those items that you need, those first time home items. So when you go on a Zola or a Bed Bath & Beyond RIP, you know, they're really recommending kind of those staple items that maybe you already have and you've accumulated over the years. So fortunately, Elizabeth Bexler, who's the founder of Spenny, an alternative registry site, is really changing the way registries work, which is so necessary. Registries in general are just kind of so outdated, but they're a traditional part of the wedding process, and I don't think they should go anywhere, and with people like Elizabeth and companies like Spenny, I can guarantee that they're not going anywhere anytime soon but you'll have a much better experience in your process because you're gonna be able to get items that you actually want from mom and pop shops and boutiques from places that you love. Elizabeth and I talk about all things registry and how to curate specific items for your wedding so that you can actually have fun through this process because the registry process can be so boring. But fortunately, we have Spenny to come in and save us. Welcome to the Preno podcast, the founder of Spenny, Elizabeth Wexler. I didn't have time to do my hair, but I
1: don't care.
0: Okay. Oh, I'm having a nightmare of a hair day. I tried to give myself a blowout and like most Ooh. things, leave it to the professionals. It's just not... Totally. Not my day. <laughs> so, Elizabeth, you're a very busy girl. You're a wedding planner. You are an entrepreneur. You are the founder of the registry company, Spenny. Yes. Do you have a social life?
1: <laughs> um... I do. Yes. I feel like very lucky because my job is social. So I'm around people all the time and my clients become my friends. But yeah, I have a core group of friends from college that I see a lot. Um, I have a bunch of neighbors that I'm friends with. And most importantly, I have a husband and we have two nephews and a big family that we like to see all the time. So we prioritize family a lot recently
0: awesome and you have your foster baby Coney.
1: well we have our dog penny and our foster <laughs> pup Coney.
0: so you have so two dogs again. in your house right now
1: <laughs> yeah penny's less social she's probably sitting in a corner minding her own business <laughs> <laughs>
0: So when is, I always ask wedding professionals this, like when's the last time you hung out with your husband? Because I feel like it's so hard in wedding season and you're in New York so, you know, for the Northeast it's May, June, September, October like prime peak.
1: Yeah, um it's actually a great question. We I, I worked the last few weekends so we probably got went out for dinner last week. We definitely like to do like a Oh, we hung out Sunday. I was so tired Sunday. We went to a bar and just in the neighborhood. It was so beautiful out just to like sit outside and enjoy the weather and literally came home and fell asleep. Like I was (laughs) so tired. So I was like, it was a bad hangout because I just totally failed.
0: Um, I'm sure he understands though in in these months, it's like not entirely possible.
1: Yeah. And he... He has a busy schedule as well. So it's a great question. We, I don't know, you, you know, (laughs) another planner who has like 20 years experience on me said, I asked her what the trick to this industry was. And she said a really supportive spouse to take care of things on Sunday morning when you're too tired. to.
0: Oh, totally. Oh my gosh. That is sage (laughs) advice, truly. So how long have you and your husband been married? What's your husband's name? Eric. Eric. Hi, Eric. So how Um, long have you and Eric been married? (laughs) We almost two years. Beautiful. Beautiful. When's your anniversary?
1: December 23rd.
0: Oh, oh my God. That's probably so gorgeous. I love a Christmas wedding. And it's nice for you because it's out of peak. So did you and Eric live together prior to getting married? Yes. So it's an interesting statistic. And when you and I spoke last, we touched on it a little bit, but... I find that most brides that I talk to, most couples that I talk to, have a really hard time with the registry process specifically, just because a lot of times they already have their own staples that they've kind of accumulated. And 70, 70% of couples live together prior to getting married. And the average age of marriage is 30. So that's the average age. And, you know, most people, if not living with their significant other, have lived on their own. If they haven't, God bless them. If they're, like, living with parents or someone's putting them up, kudos to them. Love that for them. But for most people, that's not the reality. So did you have a hard time when you were registering for your wedding just kind of, like, figuring out what you actually need?
1: Yeah, it's a really great question. I think it's also like New York is very particular because and and San Francisco and some other cities are like this because real estate is so expensive. A lot of people go from living with like three people or a roommate to living with their spouse or their significant other or their fiance. So um, and other people don't other people live alone. But Mm -hmm. at that point when you're moving in with your significant other is usually when people are investing in things like parachute linens and Casper mattresses and a nice coffee machine. Um, And so, yeah, I see that all the time. I think especially with like changing e-commerce habits and shopping on Instagram and all these things, people are investing in those things. And there's so many companies like you walk around Soho and there's like citizenry. There's so many great companies that target you all the time. So uh, that's actually why I built Spenny was because I felt like, all right, we have the basics now how do we complete our home? And how do we invest in things for the home that like really help take the home from zero to 100 or 50 to 100 or 99 to 100? So yeah, you might have your coffee maker, but you have like a collection of beautiful mugs, cappuccino cups and espresso cups. Like what are your habits together as a couple? And when you're living together and actually like doing the day to day together and you're you're entertaining or you're having people over or you're, like, just waking up and having a coffee with your partner, what are those things that you might be missing and don't have, and how can you create rituals together and invest in things together for the home that aren't just, like, the basics? So, we, I mean, not to be like, you have to register for spending, but it's really built as, like, (laughs) you know, go to, like, your name brand registry go to your blooming deals go to your crate and barrel get your basics and then come to us and get all the really cool things that'll help make your home stand out and help make your home more of a, a home for you and your partner um, but like we have couples registering for like I mean I just saw a gift come through right before this call for a beautiful Janori fruit stand Janori's like this incredible oh my god I saw on your house. Instagram
0: story I'm obsessed I need it
1: yes and like and it's not for everyone and that's that's an investment piece That's a 6 or 700 dollar fruit bowl sure but we have beautiful i mean on the lower end of things we have beautiful linen napkins and you can mix and match napkin colors or you can save like all your you know fall colors and then have a spring collection and if this isn't resonating for you like you're a much more like industrial person then you probably just need like a set of coffee mugs that isn't the free that you got in your lobby when you moved in
0: right 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 <laughs> exactly in
1: my case with eric we had like we had an a comcast mug we have the mug from the building and i was like yeah this is like working but like you know i don't have people over and have these ugly mugs
0: yeah you want to elevate so like you know when you live with roommates or on your own in your early 20s as you know ladies i I think it's very girly and glitzy and like maybe you know a lot more feminine. And then you know there's guys who notoriously have like maybe just a navy sheet and like sports (laughs) posters on the wall. And I love the
1: navy sheet.
0: (laughs) Sorry to call the men out, but like don't they all? It's so strange. Why do they do that? I don't know.
1: Like the I don't know why the dark sheets give me heebie-jeebies. Me too. a black sheet, a brown sheet. I, I just it makes me feel like a dirty hotel in Vegas.
0: Totally, it's like anytime I'm looking at a hotel. Whenever we're going anywhere, I'm like, the only thing I really need is a white sheet. Like I just need it to be clean. I need to know it was bleached.
1: Yeah, I love a white. She- I mean, I'm all about whites, but, um, but like, we have beautiful patterns, and I think there's one brand on Spenny called Saint Frank and they're obsessed with pattern play like that is the core of the company um i mean literally they'll like show these beautiful imagery of like 20 different textured and patterned pillows and mix and matching them and if you if you have the vision for it great but if not all whites are really really clean look
0: yeah definitely and like you said you can kind of layer with that too and you're really when you're registering A lot of times on, like, you know, a Bed, Bath & Beyond, R.I.P., or, like, you know, a Zola or the Knot, you know, you're kind of looking for – you find yourself, like, what do I need? And they will promote these kinds of gadgets. Like, you know, I have a handheld tabletop vacuum, which is great. I ended up registering for it because I was like, what the hell do I need? Like, I have all my stuff. Jake and I lived together for five years before we got married. But you really – want to if you are like me you or 75 70 percent of couples who live together you know you want to focus on elevating your style and creating something that's like merging you as a couple together
1: yeah yeah I agree and I I definitely don't ever want to push somebody out of a zone that doesn't feel like them like it should still feel like you and your home should be your safe your safe space your comfort zone and when people come over i think it's really important that like it's it's quite obvious that you're in elizabeth's home yeah um but i i oh my gosh i was watching love Is blind the other day and the they did i'm like super behind and they did a tour and this guy in his apartment had solo cups and paper plates like you open the drawer or whatever the shelf in his apartment and he doesn't even have Glass. He just has paper plates and solo cups, and you know, for whatever point you're at in life, like I can judge that whatever. But you should. Your home should be like a place that you respect, that you are excited to show off to people, and that most importantly, like you can come home, take your shoes off, lay down, and like feel relaxed. Totally. So some people, that's like chaos and a lot of color and clutter, and for some people, it's super minimalistic and you know, I always try and talk to people about like their habits and their, and their preferences. And I have a really like, like clean, white, simple apartment. And that's because I'm, a, I have so much chaos in my brain. Like I need to come, I need to not think about anything in my home. So yes, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so true. And I think, you know, a lot of times couples feel like they shouldn't register for certain things like if it's a design element or you know something decorative I've heard a lot of couple say well that's decor we can't really register and I'm like no why why not why why wouldn't you register for yeah. a decor item
1: I agree I think there's no limits and we're really trying to like reframe the entire process around registry so like we think of it in this really specific home category and I think yeah. that's super totally accurate but also like i want to get peloton on speddy yes we and and i want to get a uh, lululemon on speddy because you should invest in things that'll help you as a couple and if that me if your help as a couple is like taking tennis lessons and having matching tennis outfits or having away bags or like um hiking gear for your honeymoon like I just, you know, I think we're so pigeonholed into what registering means and it's like the piece and art and kind of over that, you yeah. know?
0: Oh, so am I. I mean, personally, when someone I love gets married, I want to gift them something that will bring them joy in their life, not something they've felt obligated to get or that they felt pressured from someone. There's a lot of judgment around a registry. I was talking with someone recently about, um, just, you know, protocol for, for gifts and, you know, for, for us in the Northeast, like monetary gifts at a wedding is like the standard. That's what people do. But yeah. in, in the South, it's like, it's faux pas, you know, you don't, you don't give someone a monetary gift. It's like, well, yeah. why not? That's what they, that's I, think what they
1: want. I think it's also generational, True. um, I definitely hear from certain generations that are like, I would never give money. I would. I think there's a lot we could say on that subject for sure. But personally, I always say everyone loves a monetary gift, but you need to give your guests options because you want your guests to feel comfortable gift giving. And so, options in all ways. Of course, there's guests that will give you a check, and that's great. But we, I mean, when I look at a registry, I want to make sure there's not you Know 10 gifts that are a thousand dollars each. I want to make yeah. sure there. Some people like to mix and match and have some lower end and some higher end and get like or a whole cocktail set and have cocktail napkins with glassware and a bottle opener and a you know and a wine chiller. And, um, and so we really want to make sure that the registry kind of makes sense and gives guests like an open ended option, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So for
1: kinda, I look like I'm stroking myself, it's just my dog.
0: <laughs> I swear I didn't even notice. I it does not look like it. I was
1: like, Ooh, this so weird.
0: <laughs> I love it. No, it doesn't look weird at all. But you know, if someone, let's say, you know, I'm registering for my wedding or my shower, and I have a few items that are maybe on the higher price point. Do you have any recommendations? Maybe there's like a group of my girlfriends who wants to gift that together how would you recommend them kind of going about that
1: well first contact us and we'll that's penny and we'll you can literally text us and we'll guide you through the entire experience but typically what we see what's the most streamlined with your friends is have one person lead the cause don't involve twenty people it's just going to get super complicated yeah if it is like the janori fruit bowl let's say like i just mentioned and you want to split it with five other friends, have one person do it and you guys split it at the end. that's the easiest way to do it and um I always say like I mean I'm a planner. Too many cooks in the kitchen is just annoying for everyone involved. So streamline it, have one person organize it and move on.
0: Yeah, definitely. And yeah. you know, it's it's something that I'm a traditionalist at heart and I I love the idea of a registry and especially with a company like Spenny, and you know, the you're a trailblazer in this sphere, as is like a Sarah Marley's of Honey Fun, like just looking for different ways to incorporate a registry in a way that makes sense for a modern couple. So yeah, it, we've not we've not gotten it. Like the registry has been around forever and ever, and until it's full yeah, full it's full so full it's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah. So everyone, I'm sure, is very grateful to you for kind of giving this this niche experience and it has to be noted too that you are the curator of these items as well so everything is going through you
1: yeah i would love to talk about that a little bit so we um you know i've been working with couples for pretty much a decade um uh, and i got married myself i i'm a planner also we haven't talked about that much but i'm also a wedding planner um, so I like live, breathe, die weddings. Like it's my whole life. Sadly, <laughs> <laughs> I just heard how sad that sounds.
0: No, I'm with your girlfriend.
1: <laughs> I also have one. But um, so I, you know, I started spending after years of hearing complaints around the registry process. The websites that exist that we all know of for what for registries all have the same stuff as Crate and Barrel, Williams Sonoma, and Bloomingdale's. There's nothing interesting out there and people are just registering out of obligation. There's this term that keeps getting thrown around in my world called conscious consumer. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so real. Like people don't want to just throw money at a big company anymore endlessly. People want to know where their stuff is coming from. So what we do at Spenny is we uh, partner with retailers and e-commerce brands and we help them become registerable. So we give them access to our marketplace and couples can discover these brands through the experience of wedding registry um so it's very important for us to support the brands to keep them in business to help them find a really simple way to join a registry or get access to couples These some of these brands don't even like know of the registry space as a means of customers so it's really like we talk a lot about the couples, but it's really the the brands for us are like our, our real partners in the whole thing um and one other thing I, I just want to say to these couples who are listening to this I think there's a lot of pressure at the beginning of engagement to like make a wedding website and do a registry and find a venue and get a date and do save the dates and like and it's it's really hard because you go from the day you get engaged to like being on you're on cloud nine maybe you're surprised with friends and family like whatever your partner has in store for you that day it is cloud nine Usually. And, <laughs> and then you have this, like, quick reality check because friends and family are like, when are you getting married? Have you looked at venues? What are you thinking? Like, you have to tell me I'm pregnant and I want to know, you know. And it's like, holy shit, like, this is too much.
0: Yeah, calm down. And, Let me enjoy it.
1: Yes. And everyone works at their own timelines and and it's hard. And so I think people get stuck in this, like, I need a wedding website and I need a registry. And then people carelessly and thoughtlessly add things to their registry that they don't actually need. And I'll tell you about some of those things. One of the biggest ones, I I always see people registering like on Zola for a garbage can. And I'm like, dude, if you need a fucking garbage can, buy it.
0: Buy a garbage can, yeah. That's
1: not our, Our population here, you are planning a wedding. Weddings are expensive. If you can afford a wedding, you can afford to buy your own trash can. Do not subject a wedding guest of yours to buying you a trash can. Like, if, and, and I'm saying that as a euphemism. There's actually really cool trash cans out there that, like, compost and are great. i like, I love that.
0: No, of but course. I mean,
1: there's so much, like, industrial product out there that's like, go on Amazon and get it for yourself. You yeah. don't need that as a gift. Um. So, anyway, my adv- back to the whole thing of my brand, my advice is live with your partner as you are and register slowly, like build it up as you're like, oh, I broke this glass. I was having a glass of wine, it fell and broke. Register for a new glassware. Like you, it will dawn on you so quickly because there's this thing that happens in the engagement period where you kind of grow up really fast because all of a sudden you're like seeing a real time list of like friends and family and who you want invited and you're really thinking about money and you're, entertain people for the first time at your engagement party perhaps or at your shower and you're really you're growing up and you're like oh wow like i do need coasters like i never knew i needed those but i do need them so that i i think people just need to allow themselves some grace to like live a little register slowly and the most important thing i'll say is like there's these key moments there's obviously your engagement there's then your shower your um or your engagement party, your shower, and then your wedding. And as long as you kind of keep, maintain a registry around those and add and delete as the year, year and a half goes on, you're fine. But there's no need to, like, throw on a hundred products on day one. It's crazy.
0: I absolutely agree. Sorry for my
1: fever grant.
0: No, no. And I love something that you said um, jogged my memory about something. So, you know, as – as a planner, you know, I, I call myself semi-retired now because um, I only do like up to five a year. But throughout, you know, my career in planning and still to this day, people will come to me and say like, I'm not engaged yet, but I know it's happening or, you know, a it's going to be happening soon. And they'll start to like pseudo plan their wedding ahead of time. And kind of just what you said, like taking it slow through the process like, jog these things as you're coming. Like, okay, if we were to get married, when I get married, like, this is kind of how I would want to curate the home. Not to get, like, too ahead of yourself, but if you are the kind of person who who likes those items and, like, you know what's going to be coming, just put it in your notes app. Like, this is, these are things that I want. Or go on Spenny and, like, you know, star your, your things. See what you like.
1: I couldn't agree more. I, I really, truly, like, this doesn't need to be said, but I'll say it the ring is a formality. I see all, I mean, I barely see a couple that like was so shocked over it. I mean, really it's like most couples that I work with have talked about the future, have a sense of timeline around like marriage and kids and this and that and and whatever, whatever part you're at, I don't think the ring is really like such a shock to most people I, I I don't know do you agree do you see it differently oh
0: I 100% agree I I think that you know I will say that when when my husband proposed I was like not shocked out of my mind we lived together we'd been together for like five years by the time he proposed but we hadn't ever talked about it so in the moment I was surprised but I was like yeah we're gonna like be together forever, we're probably gonna get married. It's not you like you knew it in your head. Totally, totally. So yeah, I don't think if you have been together for a good period of time or you've spoke about it before, like it's such a huge surprise and shock. So I don't think there's anything wrong with your planning for your life. Like that's it's True. part of your life.
1: Yeah. And I think that's just like a function of time and um and it's not, we're not living in the 70s. Like, the times have changed dramatically, and I totally think you can plan ahead. I mean, I, yeah. I'm a planner. Like, of course I would say that, but of
0: course,
1: I plan everything, you know, I'm, like, psychotic. But I just think that, I mean, if you go on, like, ring concierge comments, for example, it's, like, there's just so many people that are planning the ring and they are not engaged. Yeah. And like, for me, that is okay.
0: Oh, I am a hundred. Like who, what woman who is in a relationship doesn't have like a saved Pinterest album or Instagram album of like my, you know, my favorite rings. Everyone, everyone does it and they plan. Why would this be any different?
1: Exactly. So yeah, I think um, times are just really different.
0: They definitely are. So, you know, we are we are changing the way registries are built. But because you are your full time planner, like that's still like spenny's your baby. So you have like two plus full time jobs, which I mean, yeah. you're a superhero. So God bless you for that. But because, you know, being with couples is such an integrated part of your life, you do have a first hand knowledge of what they're looking for and what they're interested in, what they want, what they don't want. Um, So just kind of on that topic, what are you seeing that your couples are really, really wanting or loving either a certain item or in a specific category?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think I'm seeing um, way less like towels and bedding than I expected when I, a year ago when I started this. Um, And much more like the decorative stuff. So a lot of barware, barware is huge for us. So like really cool glassware, tinted glassware, or like we have these really cute like ombre colored coupe glasses that do really well. Um, And then cocktail napkins, coasters, shakers, decanters, like anything for the bar. I think it's very cool to have like a styled bar. So all of that. Um, Couples are always registering for like vases and decorative bowls. Um, And then also functional bowls. So I think what happens is people are living together and starting to entertain and they're like, oh, wow, I need like trays and bowls and platters. And that stuff seems so silly and like, eh, I don't need that. I live in an apartment. Who cares? But like the reality is the second you have people over, you're like, I have nothing to put this cheese on. And it doesn't right. even need to be fancy, but you need something. So and then with every platter, with every bowl, you need serving utensils. So you need cheese knives and um, tongs and unrelated things. So Absolutely. I've seen a lot of that. Um, yeah, I, I think generally people are exactly like buying sheets before they move in with their partner sometimes upgrading around the registry often not the other thing is we have this um amazing italian cookware company i, I mean the pots and pans are like amazing truly it's called stardell and they do really well i think people are once they've like cooked together a bit with their partner starting to invest in more cookware
0: yeah Definitely. Oh, it's, it sounds so beautiful. I just went to a little like um, demonstration, and um, it was for cooking items. And it dawned on me that I was like, I really like don't have so so many things. Like I thought I had everything for my kitchen, but especially like you said, like whenever I'm entertaining, I'm like, I want something that I can you know layer hors d'oeuvres on or put put out a really beautiful spread. And sometimes I'm like, I, I just wish I had like a better decorative piece. Um, and I know we already talked about like the garbage cans being something that maybe, you know, people shouldn't register for. But are there anything are any other items or, you know, things that people really maybe focus on too much when it comes to registry that's like, don't really even worry about that. <laughs>
1: I think it's so dependent on the couple. I mean, just generally, I think there's a lot of, like, trendy gadgets that, that people get sucked into buying or registering for and not using. Mm-hmm. Like, you gave the handheld vacuum. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, whether that's um, useful for you or not, but I, I just feel like a lot of the trendy gadgets, like, it's a one-and-done kind of thing. Like, I see the weirdest... Like, I don't even want to name anything, but, um, you know, like... A potted plant that's, like, self-watering or just something, like, super trendy that is probably cool, but my recommendation is really invest in long-term pieces for your home, things that you'll say in 20 years or pass down to another generation, but say that you got it for your wedding. I always think that's really, really special. And then, like, we've talked a lot about, like, um, things that are traditionally – oriented towards a bride um but i also want to say there's like you know tons of man cavey stuff on fennies that like we have dominoes so these really cool like Lucite domino sets and um like leather bound books and just things that are a little bit more like less like 12 china so, yes like, and i i think it's important to uh Involve your partner in some of these. I think it can actually be really fun. It can like open a bottle of wine and, do, and look together. Um, it's very hard. I always say like one partner is usually much more involved than the other in the entire process. Yeah. And it's hard to find things to involve the other partner in. Sometimes there's a few like Keith. Obviously, the tasting and the cake tasting. One of those can be the registry. Believe it or not.
0: Absolutely. Um, I
1: think it's definitely something you can do together.
0: Yeah, I actually just did an episode with um, Suit Shop, which does like, you know, all kind of formal wear and suits and whatnot. And, you know, I noticed at that time, I was like, God, I really don't pay any attention to grooms. I'm so bad. And I think a lot of, you know, especially people who are getting married or, you know, friends of the couple, a lot of times like, oh, it's about the bride, it's about the bride. But, you know, grooms do need some love too like this is their day and like you said it could be a really fun part of the process doing that together like hello it's your home together like it's your life together don't you want to choose these things and
1: yeah totally and i you know and even if it's if there's two brides if there's two grooms whatever the case is i'm still seeing one party is much more involved than the other so use it as an opportunity to uh, involve your partner in the wedding. And I always say, like, you need those points. You need to involve them because you're just, just going to be a fight down the road. So get them involved in something a little bit in the beginning. And for me, I always say they don't care about say the dates probably. They don't care about, like, some of the vendors you're going to bring them in on. Yeah.
0: But
1: bring them in on the registry. It's a good thing to do together.
0: Definitely, definitely. And it's, like, it's always fun. It's, like, you know, going through catalogs. It's always just, like, yeah. ooh, this is, like, I would love this, but in this case,
1: me such a great idea. I should make a catalog. You
0: should. Oh my God. Like a holiday catalog. I would eat that right up.
1: I I should send it to everyone who signs up.
0: You should, because it is like, there's nothing more gratifying. I just, I always remember my American girl catalog coming before Christmas and I would go through and I would circle everything and to this day, like I'll still get like Granite Road and some some different yeah. catalogs. Like the only people who still send them, and it's just so gratifying to go through. And it's with Good a register. Yeah. I love that idea. I I will I will need to request. One. <laughs> oh my God.
1: It sounds like a lot of work, but it's a great idea.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. If I can think of a way to make it easy, I'll, I'll send you some options. But uh, um,
1: there's like a, a company out there that like makes
0: sense. I bet yeah there's a company that I actually work with dazzle prints they do um my planners they're awesome and they're they always like give discounts and they do all different kinds of printing so I'll send you their info but um th- that would be really fun even if it's not this season like maybe in some time ahead but with you know with that it's with a registry specifically It's kind of like that idea of going through a catalog, except you're probably actually going to get these things. Like, that's the exciting part. Yeah, totally. It is fun. Okay, so I wanted to play a little game with you. (laughs) So I guess it's not as much of a game as, you know, just a couple of fun questions. But we're going to start with... Um, just some, are you into pop culture at all? Are you like celebrity weddings? Maybe. Okay. Okay. So out of this year, do you have a favorite like high profile wedding, even if it's maybe not something that would be on the forefront of everyone, but maybe someone who was like featured in Vogue Brides, Vogue Weddings or someone like that? Um, hmm.
1: I'm not the best at this. At okay. At celebrity. But Yes. I mean, I loved Sophia Richie's wedding for a lot of reasons. I thought it was, like, over the top, as I would expect, but but I really enjoyed it, and I thought she marketed it really well, and I think we need to talk about that. I love the fashion. I love how she made it an opportunity for herself. I, I, I just, yeah, I think I loved that wedding. Um,
0: that was, like, her coming I out not, party. I did not. Yeah, It so was coming with her, um, what do they call that? Um, her like a debutante ball or yeah, like, exactly. like not that she wasn't known before, but whoever is in charge of her, like her management or her PR, like the perfect way to do it. And like, just like you said, the styling and everything and just coming out in that way was just fabulous. Yeah.
1: Um, I was mesmerized by Bridget's wedding that happened last month.
0: Um,
1: probably because it was in New York, and I'm a planner in New York. I knew a lot of her vendors. Um, one of her caterers was like the company I used to work for, so there I no saw way. from a lot of. Yeah, I saw from a lot of like different channels. Um, I I don't follow her, or I didn't. Now I do. Like yeah. I, I really wasn't aware of her until this. So she clearly did really great marketing this wedding, and so did her team. Hmm. Um. I also enjoyed the, I mean, I'm not like a super critical person, but obviously like hosting a rehearsal dinner on the streets in Soho is one of the most like iconic things that we've seen in this industry in the last century. So
0: I didn't know you could do that. Like what are the permits involved with something like that?
1: Crazy. But, um, but it, uh, you know, it's risks like that, that I just have to applaud her team because I constantly try and do things that have never been done or you know, on on my own scale or um, work at venues that no one thought of doing a wedding at or just like thinking about the industry in a different lens. And I I really was just so impressed by her planners for pulling that off. I thought it was flawless and iconic.
0: Shout out to the bar. Love the bar. I know. I I was a bar, bar fan before I knew who Bridget was also. I
1: didn't even know what it was
0: until now her stuff is just like she's so chic and gorgeous and she has that like alex earl factor that even though she is so fabulous and like has all these great things she's so relatable in a way it's it's bizarre i don't know how she kind of juggles both of those she's
1: a very great influencer
0: she is she really is she really is okay second question i have for you I know you said you're not like super pop poultry, but it doesn't have to be a celebrity, it could be anyone. Uh, do you have a dream couple that you could curate a registry for?
1: Ooh, I like that question. Um, I feel like I have my dream couple doing it right now. They're just perfect. Like they are exactly the kind of couple I wanna find on Spenny, like people that, are, that really are careful with what they're bringing in their home, that are super thoughtful, super design-oriented, kind of fed up with like over consumerism of like the crate and barrels of the world and have like such nice guests that are just buying tons and tons to the point where we're at. Literally I just was on the phone with her adding on more products. So that's like, you know, not that that's a famous person, but that's like who I look for. Um, It's the ideal. Yeah, it is the ideal.
0: For sure. All right, Elizabeth, last question before we get to our after party, which we finish every episode with. So obviously you and Eric are happily married and you've already done your registry, but if you were getting married again today and you had to create a registry, what's the one item that you would put on?
1: I know exactly what I would put on. I would put on like Genori coffee cups and Genori dessert plates. I think it's like, you know what I love at a dinner party is you just serve people like let's say on your everyday dinner wear, but then to bring out like a really fabulous coffee cup of just like coffee, I think it's just so great. So, um, when I registered, we spending didn't exist at the time, but we actually registered for Hermes coffee cups, which I, I like, but I wish I did something a little bit more thoughtful. Cause I just honestly, at the time was like, Oh, these are nice and I want something nice. Um, And so that's what I mean by like the thoughtless registering habits. Like I was totally a victim of it as well.
0: And you're a wedding planner. So if you're falling victim to it, I mean, most people are. And this is not knock Zola. It's a great platform, but it does have your essentials. And as great as that is, it doesn't leave a lot of room for personalization and decorative items and artisan items that you're gonna be finding in a local boutique. So you should be able to just easily link both those registries on your website. It's the simplest thing in the world. And this way you can have your cake and eat it too. You can have those really specialty decorative items as well as any essentials, additional essentials that you might need.
1: And I agree. Like, spend. We have tons of couples that have registries on Zola and Spenny, tons of couples that register on Crate and Barrel and Spenny. Sometimes there's things like big box retail things that people really want that we don't have, or vice versa. So, um, yeah, I think like people are always like, Can I do multiple registries? And I say, You got to do what's right for you. Like, if you're not, finding what you need from one, go to another, and that's why we have a wedding website where all the information lands. Okay,
0: Elizabeth, so for the final round of questions, we we end every episode with an after party, and they're just some fun wedding questions, kind of like a lightning round. So question number one, what is your top recommended honeymoon destination?
1: Uh, so many good ones. Um, I mean, I'm jealous of every client going to South Africa. Can I say that? Or anyone doing a safari. It's been a dream of mine always to do that. So I would probably say that. Or to go through the Great Migration. Um, That's a dream of mine, to do safari and see the Great Migration. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm jealous of all their honeymoons. After their weddings, I'm, like, going on to the next wedding. And (laughs) they're, like, in Zimbabwe. (laughs) Well, we got married in COVID, so we were kind of restricted. But we we did do a fabulous honeymoon, we went to um, a part of Mexico, we love Mexico, we could go to Mexico at the time. So we went to like the west coast of Mexico, to a place to a few properties, one of them, the one that was like, very outstanding was like, it's called quick And it is a place I'll I mean, once in a lifetime opportunity, truly, like, if we're talking about five star hotels, it's an eight star hotel, like, if I said to Eric, "I'm thirsty," someone would be right there with a glass of water. Like it was, uh, it's like a crazy situation. You have to look it up. It's so cool.
0: I will absolutely look into it. It sounds fabulous. Okay, next question: What is your dream wedding cake flavor?
1: Oh, love this. Well, I, I'm I'm a chocolate person, so I have to lead with that. But. I recently had a cake that was strawberry lemonade flavor. Like it was strawberry cake with lemon icing and it was unreal. So now I'm like, and I, by the way, at every single wedding, I shouldn't say this because sometimes I don't, but I don't really eat dinner. I'm too busy. It's not the right time. So I have speeches going on, but I really like to have cake at the end. Like I pretty much always try to have a piece of cake. Yeah. Dessert is the best part. I hate carrot cake. (laughs) Like if you choose carrot cake, I probably am secretly like, ugh, red velvet and like cream cheese frosting doesn't do it for me. Me
0: neither. I'm not a red velvet girl. So
1: either like fun. Oh, I love funfetti.
0: Oh, funfetti is the best. That's actually the most popular with my podcast guests.
1: Or Oreo or caramel sea salt. I have a sweet tooth if you can't tell. Caramel sea salt, salte de leche, anything in that realm. Um, I like espresso. I hate fruity chocolate, though, and and some fruit flavors deprive me.
0: I'm right there with you with the sweet tooth. Now I'm craving something sweet. Next question, what song do you need to hear at a wedding?
1: Oh, that is a good one. It's more like, what songs do I not want to hear at a wedding?
0: Oh, yeah, which ones do you not want to hear?
1: You know what song I love right now? Love. Like, I hear it, and I'm no matter what I'm doing, my hands are near, I'm dancing. It's, it's like, I follow rivers, like, I, I follow, I follow you. Like, I think it just is so fun. It gets people dancing. It's very, like, off the moment. I love it right now. But, like, there are certain songs, like Mr. Brightside, I'm gonna, I can't, I can't, I, I cannot. I, everyone requests it. I just, I cannot stand it. I don't know. I think there's a lot of songs we hear all the time, like Fine Seal, Deliver, those Bruno Mars songs they play over and over. But I will say, like, I, I also appreciate Bruno Mars because it's so intergenerational. Parents like it. And there's not much, like, modern music that is. So, yeah, I like it all. I just hate that whole Mr. Brightside thing. I hate any, like, screaming crew of men you know, like in a huddle. I don't like
0: that. Oh my God. That's so funny. One of my guests, Mike Sarah, who's a wedding photographer said that that was actually the song that he would pick to play, but he pointed out, it makes no sense because it's a song about someone cheating. So it's just so funny that people go so crazy for it at weddings. Okay. Elizabeth final question for you. If you could impart one piece of wisdom or advice on any couple getting married, planning a wedding, what would that piece of advice be?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure for people in the beginning. Like I mentioned, I think that people just get sucked into this like Instagram hole of pressure and it's terrible. And I think it's really important that people take things at their own pace Follow their budgets. Do not overspend in places that will you'll regret later. Meaning, don't overspend on venue in the beginning and leave yourself nothing for vendors. I see that all the time. Um, but like, take it at your own pace and it's your own wedding. And do not follow the things you see on Instagram because you think that's trendy and that's what you should do. Listen to your gut. Listen to your partner and take things at your
0: own pace. I know that's right. And you better listen to her because she knows what she's talking about. Elizabeth, thank you so much for sharing all of your insights about wedding planning in general and of course, registry with Spenny. Where can everyone find you?
1: Um, you can find me on LinkedIn at Elizabeth Wexler and nowhere else by that name. You can find Spenny at www.spenny.com com that is s p e n n i e at on instagram at let's underscore benny um and then my planning business is emlyn events e-m-l-a-n Events, and i'm elizabeth wexler and you can always find me online
0: thank you so much for listening to the episode today please like review rate subscribe follow whatever the things are. It's really, really helpful. If you do support us, there's something in it for you too. You'll have the opportunity to win a free prenup bridal prep planner. We give one away every month. I have the directions on how to do that below, so make sure you check that out. Thank you again for listening. Happy planning. See you next Wednesday.